fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, it is indeed. Welcome into the program. It is a midweek celebration, the best day of the entire week. I know all of you think the same thing when you wake up in the morning. Hey, it's Wednesday. I am so excited to start another middle of the week. Hump day, the pre-pre-Friday, the post-posts. Monday, however you want to look at it. Welcome into the program. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country on multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We had a heck of a show yesterday as Bill O'Reilly, yes, the Bill O'Reilly, joined us on the program yesterday to talk about his new book, Killing the Killers. Interesting conversation, and it really was an eye-opener regarding military technology, regarding military policy against terrorism, and how we've been still dealing with terrorism and terrorist activity across the globe even up till now. But yet, the media doesn't seem to want to talk about it. If you missed the program, you can always go back and listen to our podcast, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier, on any of your favorite podcasting sites, and we appreciate that. Big show lined up for you today, though. If you remember the name Veronica Kirilenko, we've had her on the show many, many times. She is a writer and contributor to The New American at thenewamerican.com, uh, an online conservative news site and uh, op-ed and column columnist site. Is that how you put it? Uh, we've had her on the show many times. I love having her on the show. Her husband, Igor Kirilenko, will be joining us on the program today as he has been heavily involved with the boots on the ground and working with communities in Ukraine with the ongoing Ukrainian war as He's from the Ukraine. So we'll talk with him. He's also been on the Hill and worked in Washington, D.C. for a long time as well on data and on information. And looking forward to chatting with Igor Kirilenko at the bottom of the hour on what the heck's going on with the latest out of the Ukrainian war, which I really have to say it's kind of a nice little bow on the topic for the theme today as well. Because are we going into a World War III? It almost seems like we're trying to push ourselves into that direction, which really begs the question why the Biden administration is so desperate to start a conflict, which I could answer that from a political standpoint right now. The reason that we're trying to start some type of war or some type of major conflict to where we have to get involved and he's going to pass off the blame and be like, well, there's no choice now. I guess we have to is really for political measure. In history, there have been maybe one or two times less than a handful of times for sure, where we have actually changed administrations and changed leadership in an election time when there was a war going on is because we don't like that instability of a transition in the middle of a conflict, allowing the opportunity for our enemies to seize opportunity of a gain on us when we're trying to focus on changing administrations or changing power and leadership at a time of massive conflict. So in their eyes, if we just start a major conflict and we just poke the bear enough times, then we would have to get involved with a conflict, which means that Democrats would stay in charge and they can ram through all the crap that they want to ram through because they haven't had a chance to do it because it's failed right now with such a slim margin and rebel rousers like Joe Manchin and other Democrats. And you know the people just don't like it. <laughs> I mean, 
If the people don't like it, then we just need to make sure to do it to where they just can't do anything about it. And that's really where the Democrats are at right now. It's a very dirty, sleazy way of playing politics, but it's effective. Got to admit that, isn't it? I mean, we have right now Tulsi Gabbard, which is not on the mainstream Democrat front right now. She was on Tucker Carlson just a day or so ago talking about what the Biden administration has done. As you know, they've now passed the new bill sending billions of dollars more to the Ukraine with this conflict, which I asked the question, at what point are we just going to be physically involved with the war because we've sent enough money over? We might as well just fight it ourselves. And that, I think, is coming here relatively soon. And while things are crumbling on the home front, we're just like, yeah, what's another $30 billion? Go ahead and send it over to Ukraine. Which I'm not saying they don't need it or don't need the assistance or don't need help. What I am saying, though, is that we've handled the situation horribly on the U.S. front. And this is just another step towards that. And Tulsi Gabbard mentioned that on Fox News. The Biden administration's policies, words and actions, um, it's just been made very clear to us what their real goal is. And their real goal is destruction of the Russian state. Uh, We heard just a few days ago how Secretary of Defense Austin kind of spilled the beans on what our real mission and goal is when he said, and I quote, We want to see Russia weakened to the degree it cannot do the kinds of things it's done in invading Ukraine. And so what that means is total destruction of the Russian state. What he's not telling the American people is that Russia has also made it very clear that if we even get close to, quote unquote, winning in achieving this mission and goal he's outlined, Russia said very clearly uh, they will have no other option than to resort to the use of nuclear weapons, starting first with tactical nuclear weapons and, if necessary, escalating to the use of strategic nuclear weapons. This is not fear-mongering to point this out. The American people need to know that this is the track that this administration has put us on and the very dire consequences that will occur if we continue down this path to our families, our communities, our country, and frankly, the world. This is the reality that we're facing. It's a scary thought, isn't it? That was Tulsi Gabbard on Fox News with Tucker Carlson just, uh, I believe, last night. So let's put this into into perspective, shall we? We just talked to Bill O'Reilly yesterday, and he had made a comment that was very disturbing to me about some of the technology we have in our military, a lot of it coming from the Trump administration, where they focus on SpaceX and the Space Force and the military weapons in space, to where a drone three miles into space above our stratosphere can see the registration number of a golf ball on land. That, to me, is extremely disturbing. We have a lot of missiles in space right now, and as Bill O'Reilly mentioned on the program yesterday, is that that's one reason why Vladimir Putin has not gone uh, crazy as crazy as what he potentially could in Russia is because he knows of the capabilities that we have with our technology that is far superior than theirs. And while they may have a strong military, and I would even argue a stronger military than many army, and I'm not talking size, I'm talking strength and like the you know not attack on masculinity that we have in our society. Not to say that our military is weak by any shape or form, but we're definitely um, enforcing the whole social experiment in our military, which is very scary to me. And while they have may, a, may have a very strong military, we have strong technology. And that is what has kept him at bay. However, he has made the comments, that, which makes sense when you back a, rabbit, a, a, 
a vicious animal into a corner, they're going to start lashing out. He has made the comment that if NATO comes onto his border, whether it's from the Ukraine, whether it's from Finland, whether it's from other areas that border Russia, that he will attack those as well and create a World War III. He has also mentioned that if any nation gets physically involved with the conflict with Russia and Ukraine, that he would again start World War III and start that conflict. He has also mentioned that if we try to put any more additional sanctions onto him as what we have already done or try to lay down the law, so to speak, on him in some way, shape, or form, that he would retaliate in his own way, in his own retribution way, which does not rule out a nuclear option. So what do we do? Our response, obviously, would be to poke that bear and continue to do that. Now, I'm not saying back off and let the terrorists do the terrorist things because a crazy communist KGB Soviet Union type doesn't need to be dictating what we do with our policy and what he does around the region because that's just not right either. However, there are better tactful ways to do this. And as Tulsi just mentioned, that if we continue to go exactly and pinpoint the things that he told us not to do, he's going to lash out and then welcome to a World War III as we continue to sign these bills. I mean, this is honestly how World War II started, wasn't it? With these types of bills poking the bear at different nations that didn't want to be poked. Obviously, with Germany kind of doing their expansion, too. But, I mean, Japan especially getting involved with some of this and with the U.S. and with the Pearl Harbor attack and how we just kind of looked the blind eye and then we finally had to force to be getting involved. Are we going down this same road? Because there's a better tactical, tactical way to handle this issue. And I would like to refer back to, well, the the collapse of the Soviet Union back in the day with Ronald Reagan, the Cold War where there wasn't any physical war going on, but it was the test of will between communism and capitalism. And communism crumbled under its own weight because you can't try to redistribute wealth enough to try and build yourself up. You have to create wealth. You have to expand the GDP. You have to allow the private sector to flourish, and then you can do the impossible. I mean, it's unlimited. There's not a cap on how big you can actually grow under a capitalist system. If we start competing with them again in another Cold Cold War type of mentality, we would destroy Russia all over again, and Vladimir Putin would collapse under again his own weight, allowing Ukraine to survive. But right now he's being funded by China, which doesn't help as much as well. But we're going down the wrong path because while we're trying to fund a war that we're not even personally really, quote unquote, involved with by sending money to the Ukraine to the point to where we are poking the bear with Vladimir Putin and the Russians, and then we could potentially get physically involved. We're not going to save ourselves economically like we did at the end of World War II that got us out of a Great Depression. Anybody remember how we got out of the Great Depression? We got out of the Great Depression because we were going around desperate for private citizens to buy war bonds to fund the war because we weren't just printing money like we are right now. And then we put people back to work that were not able to work during the Great Depression that actually stimulated economic growth by building tanks and building firearms and building bullets and doing all this stuff that allowed people to get back into the workforce and create some wealth again, generating revenue that actually created a GDP growth that got us out of the Great Depression. It wasn't the New Deal Like the Democrats like to tell us, it wasn't FDR signing a whole bunch of socialist programs. It was us getting back to work and stimulating the economy again. What are we dealing with right now? We're dealing with a sluggish economy, but we're dealing with it in a different way. Because if we did go to war today, God forbid, 
We wouldn't be putting people back to work to build these things. We'd be printing money from the federal government just out of the blue and then just buying things that way through a subsidized program. It's a completely different scenario. We no longer have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society, and we could see things go down the toilet pretty quickly if we end up going down this road. But oh, the irony... If we do end up going that way, because we're already at an 8.5% inflation rate, we just saw the report come out from CNBC today about another 8.2% inflation rate for the month of April, so things haven't gotten any better. They continue to get worse, actually. We have a uh, baby formula shortage right now. We have a supply chain issue. We have gas that's near 4 to $5 a gallon across the nation. Things aren't getting any better, and it wouldn't get better if we end up going to war right now on top of everything else, which is what it sounds like the Biden administration actually wants to happen. And oh, the thick, wonderful, beautiful irony, which you know me, I'm all about irony. I could cut it with a butter knife in the air with how thick it's getting right now to where back in the day, we allowed communism to collapse under its own weight through the battle of will and capitalism. And then today, if we tried the same thing, we both would fail. It would be a stalemate. It would be the two guys, you know, high noon with the showdown and taking a shot. And we would both be hit right square in the stomach and bleed out miserably and suffer immensely as two nations between a communist state or a state that wants to be communist again and a state that's pretending to actually be capitalist, but we're really more of a crony, capitalist, quasi-socialist nation already. We both would fail miserably, and guess what? The citizens of Russia would suffer, the citizens of Ukraine would suffer, and right here, the citizens of the U.S. would suffer. Not to put a black, dark cloud over you on a day as we look at this, but while they're literally poking the bear in the worst ways possible with Russia, there are better ways to handle this. We're not doing that because the Biden administration has no clue what they're doing, and we're here just to pick up the pieces when everything begins to crumble around us. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Kind of a win-win situation for Democrats, isn't it? I mean, they bankrupt the nation. They cause massive inflation. They get more people dependent on social programs because of just not being able to afford it. So what do they do? They give away the child tax credit that's the universal basic income. They start giving away subsidized internet like we just talked about yesterday. And then they do all this by funding a conflict over there that uh, isn't really doing anything. I mean, the sanctions that we put on the Russian banks and Vladimir Putin and his family members and all the head billionaires and millionaires over in Russia, they don't even take effect until another, uh, for another month, so they're still doing all the stuff that they want to do. We've tried to weed off ourselves off of the you know coal and energy and all that kind of stuff. Okay, great, but it's kind of a win-win for them, for the Democrats. They accomplish whatever agenda, weird agenda thing that the Bidens have going on over there with their personal ties to the Russian government and to the Ukrainian government and to the Chinese government. They have those weird personal ties from the Bidens and the big guy, if you remember seeing all those emails from Hunter Biden's laptop. So they accomplish whatever goal they're trying to do to conceal what's going on there. Then at the same time, they end up saying that they defeat communism by a semi-socialist, quasi-socialist nation here in the U.S., by bankrupting us at the same time, not by stimulating the economy, but by printing more money, spending more money and doing all that. It's kind of a weird, convoluted mastermind thing there, isn't it? And I don't give Joe Biden credit for that in any way, shape or form, because he doesn't remember how to say his name half the time. But there's someone behind there that's mastering it all together. And you're like, ah, okay, that makes kind of sense, right? Just a little bit. It is totally absurd. It really kind of is. While at the same time, we're being d- distracted by these absurd, ridiculous arguments of people trying to defend abortion in some way, shape, or form, which now has has set the game plan. It has set the playing field for the midterm elections of 2022, where Democrats already have a bill that's not going to pass right now. Republicans say if they're going to get elected and get the majority, they're going to pass a bill. So that's the focus right now. According to Newsmax.com, they have yet to secure the Roe v. Wade vote as national law as it falls 49 to 51 because Joe Manchin, the Democrat, the rabble-rousing moderate Democrat Joe Manchin voted against their Roe v. Wade bill that they wanted to try and pass. And they needed 60. They weren't going to get it anyways. But that one has officially failed in the latest uh, breaking news. As of right now, it's the headline on uh, Newsmax.com as the Dem bid to secure the Roe v. Wade as a matter of national law falls 49 to 51. In that bill, they were going to have to get 60 votes with the filibuster. They weren't going to get it. And then even Democrats turned on them as well because that was not a positive vote in any way, shape, or form. And Democrats realized that it just went too far. It was crazy political and it was more of a well, it was a political bill. It wasn't anything about actually securing rights for women or anything. It was just saying, hey, we're going to do this because you hate it, which I don't get. But this is now the platform for the elections. It's not the war. It's not the economy. It's not uh, 
children in public education and critical race theory. It's not the high inflation. It's not the immigration issue. It's now going to be abortion, which if you want to campaign on it, that's cool. But we kind of have a head start, don't we? As Republicans, if you want to go down that road, we just won massive school board elections all over the country with parents running for school boards because they want to ensure the safety and protection and proper education of their children. While now you're going to be campaigning saying that you essentially want to kill the children. That doesn't make any sense to me. But if that's the platform that you take as a Democrat, all the power to you. But now the party lines have been set and the campaign platforms have been made. Democrats, we need the election and for turnout and for vote for Democrats to get a better majority so we can pass abortion as a constitutional right to be able to pass through Congress. Republicans, according to, uh, let's see here, where'd my little thing go? I lost my page. Uh, According to some of the Republicans now, they have now said that they have their own life bill if they get the majority and that that's what they're going to campaign on to pass a life bill at the federal level. So, glad we're focused on the proper things, right? Uh, Igor Kirilenko, he'll be joining us after the bottom of the hour. We're going to get an update from Boots on the Ground. What's going on in Ukraine? How the war is going there? What is happening? And then what people need to be aware of that is some quote-unquote misinformation coming out of that battle in our mainstream media. Lots more coming up here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already on a Wednesday. This is by far, I don't care what any other show says, this is the fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Multiple radio stations plus TV. Live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching, listening. We love it. Appreciate you. Check us out. Subscribe to us on our uh, podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites with the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. You can also follow our social media at Hoosier Reason and our website, of course, at HoosierReason.com. We've covered a lot of ground so far. We'll talk some more about the uh, pro abortion, anti abortion bills that are going through DC right now and the platforms that have been made for the Republicans and Democrats uh, focused on that issue. But again, Kind of a distraction of the main thing that's going on right now. Again, this is Tulsi Gabbard on Fox News and Tucker Carlson yesterday about the handling right now of the ongoing conflict with Russia and the Ukraine. 
and how the Biden administration's just trying to poke the bear here. The Biden administration's policies, words, and actions, um, it, it's just been made very clear to us what their real goal is, and their real goal is destruction of the Russian state. Uh, we heard just a few days ago how Secretary of Defense Austin kind of spilled the beans on what our real mission and goal is when he said, and I quote, we want to see Russia weakened to the degree it cannot do the kinds of things it's done in invading Ukraine. All right, so that was Tulsi Gabbard. And look, there are ways to do that, which you can very easily. It goes back to the Cold War of, you know, just making communism crumble under communism. But that's not the tactic or the approach we're taking apparently today. Uh, This approach now is apparently putting delayed sanctions on Russia that don't even take effect for another month, month and a half against the banks and against uh, Putin himself and against all these others and allowing them to do what they do and then saying that we're talking tough against Russia. And then again, with how much money we've sent to the Ukraine, which they need it. But then at what point do we just physically get involved when we poke the bear and we push Putin into a corner and then he threatens the rest of the world and then we all just end up getting into a major conflict and it's a mess all around. To talk about some more of this and more, excited for our What's Trending segment of the day. What's Trending Today. So a new voice on the program here, but uh, you know, as you know, we have her on the program a whole lot, Veronica Kirilenko. She is a contributor to The New American. And uh, while they've had ties to the Ukraine with family and with friends and with business associates and everybody else over there, uh, we had to get the man on himself to talk about what's going on as he's been heavily involved with things that are going on over there. But the man himself, Igor Kirilenko. Igor, how are you, my friend? Hi, Andy. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show very much. We've talked with Veronica many times on the show, and last we talked, she had mentioned that you guys have a lot of connection to the Ukraine, obviously you being originally from the Ukraine. Uh, Before we get into the political topics issue here, how is the family, how is, you know, the friends and family, all the connections that you have over there, are they safe, and what's the status over there right now? Um, Everybody is safe. Uh, Thank you for asking, um, Andy. We are originally from Odessa, Ukraine. Odessa sees occasional uh, rocket attacks uh, uh, by the Russians. Um, So far, Odessa has been spared uh, compared to other cities like Mariupol and uh, other uh, southern cities. But uh, Odessa, um, I would would call it somewhat safe. Uh, We still have some family and uh, friends, of course, in in Odessa and uh, I have six uh, um, IT specialists that work for my company. They're uh, in uh, in Ukraine on the border with uh, Poland in Lviv, so they're safe as well. Good, good. Well, that's good news. Now, talk about where the conflict and where the war is right now. We heard the news, what, about a week, week and a half ago that the Russian troops had pulled out. They kind of retracted. They went back to the borders, and they're kind of regrouping for another resurgence. They're moving slowly up from the south and trying again from the east, I'm assuming. But what's the latest on the actual military uh, activity there? Uh, So the military activity is concentrated in... uh formally annexed in 2014 uh, Lugansk and Donetsk uh, region. Um, military activities are also concentrated in the southern part of uh, Ukraine right now, um, from Kherson, uh, Mariupol, uh, all the way to uh, the Donbass region again. Uh, what Russia is trying to do is, and this has succeeded by now, is create a, a land bridge, so to speak, from the Crimea Peninsula to the uh, uh, occupied Donbass region. And uh, uh, Russian troops retreated from uh, Kiev. They're no longer trying to um, occupy Kiev. That didn't happen. And they're concentrating their uh, uh, troops in uh, the Donbass region. And uh, military analysts 
say that in about two weeks, uh, once the uh, uh, all the troops are in place and ready to go, then there'll be a big battle with the uh, Ukrainian uh, forces. Now, Ukraine is uh, getting heavily armed now by uh, by the U.S. and European allies. Uh, even Germany uh, decided to finally um, provide uh, heavy weapons to Ukraine, specifically howitzers, 165-millimeter artillery shells. Um, and uh, that uh, support of heavy weapons will uh, be crucial to the success or demise of the Ukrainian um, army in, in the Donbass region. Sure. How in the world, and this has boggled my mind, how in the world, and thank God for it, but how has Ukraine been able to survive thus far? I mean, Russia was known as like one of the top three or four most powerful or largest militaries on the face of the earth. Ukraine, large landscape, large area, but not necessarily as big of a military, but yet has been able to fight off one of the strongest, at least in perspective, one of the strongest militaries. Was it just bad military policy? Has it just been the will of the Russia, or the, the Ukrainian people to fight this off? I mean, how has this been able to survive as long as they have? Uh, it's a loaded question, of course, Andy, but uh, let me try and uh, try to uh, break it apart. So um, Ukraine was invaded by Russia in 2014. Uh, with the annexation of Crimea and parts of uh, Luhansk and uh, the Nest region, um, the war was fought in 2014, and that was eight years ago. Now, Ukrainian military was not ready for the war with Russia in 2014. In 2014, Russia didn't have any plans to occupy Ukraine. Uh, it would have succeeded probably if it did. Now, since 2014, uh, Ukrainian military didn't stay at the standstill. Uh, they were trained by the... Uh, Western allies, they were provided as some weaponry, but they were ready for the 2022 um, uh, Russian invasion. And uh, all the intelligence indicated that Russia would invade, in fact, Ukraine, and the Ukrainian forces knew about it months ahead of time. Now, during Obama-Biden administration, no uh, serious weapons were provided to Ukraine. As, you know, within the first months of uh, President Trump taking office, the United States sold a lot of anti-tank missiles, javelins, uh, to be exact, to, to Ukrainian forces, and those were operational. Mm. So this is what was on the ground. Uh, the, the troops were trained for about eight years. They were combat ready, and they received uh, some weapons from uh, from the U.S. and European allies. Now, the the intelligence, Russian intelligence, was flawed, and it suggested that uh, Ukrainian would just surrender and meet the occupying Russian forces with flowers and bread and baskets and, and everything <laughs> like that. And that and that didn't happen. Uh, it was a lot of miscalculations on the intelligence side. I've heard um, stories, uh, some of them may not be true, uh, more of a, a kind of a anecdotal stories that uh, billions of dollars Russia spent to create this colony in Ukraine. And what, what happened, uh, all these generals just were stealing money and uh, reporting that everything is fine. Yes, we're converting Ukraine to love Russia. And um, uh, should the invasion happen, uh, Russian troops will be met uh, with uh, all the love and support. And that didn't happen. Putin had a three-day plan to invade Ukraine. Um, and Ukraine is, is, a, is, a, is a large country. It's yeah. the size of Texas. You cannot invade Texas in three days, right, unless you have something very, very serious. And I don't think Mexico will ever do it. Sure. But um, uh, that, that being said, uh, there are 38 million people in Ukraine, and uh, 
they were ready. They knew that the Russians were coming, and Russia, Russian troops sustained heavy losses, uh, especially in the beginning of invasion uh, when it when it happened. Uh, in the first days uh, during the invasion, in the initial invasion, about a thousand troops, at least that's what they say, uh, died a day. Russian troops died a day, and uh, today the latest count is twenty six thousand five hundred. Uh, perished dead uh, Russian uh, soldiers, and that's not counting um, wounded uh, soldiers that are not combat ready. Uh, different estimates uh, suggest slightly different numbers, but consensus is around 25% of uh, Russian forces are no longer capable of fighting in Ukraine. Wow. So I'm sorry for a long answer to your loaded question, but I hope it helped. Uh, no, yeah, that's that's perfect. I, that's exactly what I was looking for, because to kind of get a history of this to understand, I mean, it really shows, I mean, the corruption within the Russian government and the military guys that just, ah, it's going to be fine and just take the money and walk away. No PR team, no no really uh, the work or even attempt to try and convert Ukrainians, which obviously I don't think it would have happened either, because from what it sounds like, it sounds like the Ukrainian people are darn proud to be standing and fighting for their nation right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, um, it's been 30 years, more than 30 years since the collapse of the Soviet Union, right? It was the, the same country in the past. Um, a majority of Ukraine spoke Russian language and still does, especially around um, population centers um, in, in the South and in the, in the, in the East. Now, um, the, 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 what happened in 2014 was a big red flag, of course. You know, part of the territory was uh, pretty much occupied and the uh, Ukraine lost Crimea, so the, um, the sudden uh, Russian-Ukrainian brotherhood uh, disappeared, um, and I don't blame the Ukrainians for it, right? And 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 you're absolutely right. You know, it was an miscalculation on the um, intelligence part. They, they they were stealing money. In fact, uh, when when the Putin's plan didn't work out within three days, seventy-two hours invade Ukraine. And by the way, many uh, European analysts including uh, German uh, government officials that were saying Kiev will fall in 72 hours, sure. right? They, they all thought that so. And, yeah. and when, that didn't, when that didn't happen, Putin went back and fired about 100 military officers, intelligence officers that they suspected from stealing money and not doing their job. Yeah, I tell you what, Igor, we got to take a hard break here. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to continue this and see where we're at now. I want to ask you about the state of the mind of Vladimir Putin and how we can actually help and do some of this. It's Igor Kirilenko. Lots more coming up here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reasons throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What a fascinating conversation. This is good stuff here. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show as we wrap up a midweek celebration. Talking about the latest Russia-Ukrainian conflict war. I know the official drafts. Was it Putin officially signed the drafts to declare officially war against Ukraine? Uh, either that was happening or it was about to come. So things are escalating. Uh, could we get involved here in the U.S.? It's just a mess all around. We're talking. I could talk with this guy for hours. Igor Karolenko talking about what's going on uh, there. Igor, your thoughts on Putin himself. Obviously, we've talked about his mental state and him getting into a desperate state. And, you know, it's, when the rabid dogs backed into a corner, he's going to lash out. And with someone with an ego such as his, if he ends up losing or like the first wave that didn't work, He's going to come back with a vengeance. How long will he keep this going? And will he ever decide, you know what, it's not worth the resources or the money or the soldiers anymore, so I'm going to back off? Or will he go down in self-destruct mode in order to make this happen? Well, Andy, if I knew the answer to this question, I would probably be a very rich person. (laughs) But uh, um, uh, the the intelligence of... uh, any Western country is heavily focused about the health on the health of uh, uh, other countries' leaders, right? Yeah. And Putin's health is uh, obviously a topic of discussion, especially now, and his mental state is part of it. Now, um, we do not know exactly what Putin is suffering from. Um, there are different uh, talks, uh, different uh, small evidences, you know, that you can put together, piece together, and there were a couple of journalistic investigations in terms of who, what kind of doctors Putin spends his time with. And uh, there were reports that uh, he's got a thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were reports that some doctors followed him around. Uh, some of them spent as much as 166 days in the past year with Putin in person, um, tending uh, to, his, to his problems. Now, uh, there are also uh, talks about Putin having a Parkinson's disease. Uh, there were uh, there was a video published um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when he met with the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense of Russia and uh, he was clinching the table and his uh, leg was moving in a kind of unusual way. So some doctors suggested that it's uh, that there are signs of Parkinson's disease. So we do not know exactly what's happening with Putin. What we do, uh, what we also heard uh, is that Putin is about to get uh, an operation and. He is very paranoid about the, the whole thing, of course. He's about to renounce 
again, this is just a rumor. Uh, they're about to, uh, he's about to renounce his uh, helm of uh, power to Nikolai Patrushev. And Nikolai Patrushev is the head of the Security Council of Russia temporarily. Mm-hmm. Now, being paranoid, um, getting under the knife, you know, probably contributes to um, uncertain state of Putin. Um, the, there was a, the paranoid uh, rumor also supported by the uh, Victory Day Parade, which was May 9th. Um, during this parade, there's, it's typical to see the air show in Moscow and in other um, cities around the country. Now, the air show was canceled, and the official claim was that it was canceled due to the weather. Now, the weather was perfect in Moscow, and other regions canceled the air show, um, canceled the air show kind of in support of Russia, so nobody questions the air show in other cities, right? Yeah. So all of these decent pieces of information could be contributed to unbalanced state. Of course, Putin is the um, strong-willed man, and, man, and he... Uh, likes to take, take charge and get the results. Now, when Ukraine didn't fall in 72 hours, um, he had to go around and and ask people what happened in his own uh, KGB way. So th- th- that means that a lot of heads were probably uh, chopped down the block on the block. But um, sure, it's 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 hard to it's hard to imagine what's going on in his head because um, the uh, in Russian culture, in Russian political culture. You cannot fail. If you fail as a as a as a politician, as a man, uh, then uh, you're done. Um, there were there were stories of uh, uh, Soviet premiers, right, ha- ha- catching a cold and having a cold for a long, long time. In fact, they were dead. But um, the, the official position was, well, you cannot die. Um, not, not not in office. So uh, that that kind of continues. Um, uh, right now in Russia, and uh, you have to be strong-willed, and if you're not, then somebody else will come in your place. Yeah, they move on and they get you. Igor, we're, we're running short on time. We've got about 30 seconds left of the program. I'm going to share this link to this GoFundMe. I need to get you back on here in another week or so, and we can talk about this. Uh, being able to help support some families over in the Ukraine with a GoFundMe, I'm going to share the links on the live feed and on the social media, but Igor, I appreciate it, my friend. Let's get you back on the show again here real soon, brother. Sounds good. Thank you, Andy. Thank hey, you for having me. I appreciate Thanks. that very much. Yeah, you as well. I appreciate that. We're going to share the links to the GoFundMe on there. Uh, helping little Vlad's family. We'll talk more about that on the program tomorrow. We'll share the links on the live stream and the social media. We'll get Igor back on the program to talk some more details about it here soon as well. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.